Tarendal. This is welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Forty Overseas. You might know me better as Wix's head of SEO branding, but I will remind you that this podcast has absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure unofficial Morning Magic and Morning Mania for official Morning Magic, less on the mania side. Check out the Surfstop podcast over at Wix.com slash SEO slash learning gratuitous plug because it's my freaking podcast. Do what I want. Um, SEO Rant comes out typically on Thursday, though I've been posting it on Friday lately. I'm... It's a problem. I do too many podcasts. I have the Surps Up podcast on Wednesday. Then Edge of the Web News kind of comes out somewhere between Tuesday and Thursday. So I've been kind of putting these out on Fridays lately. So subscribe so you don't have to worry about my ridiculous, inconsistent schedule. You just get a notification. You can subscribe at theseorant.com. Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. No one ever mentions Google Podcasts when they do these things because Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud sounds so off the tongue it's alliteration also google podcast is just long but you can also subscribe to google podcast so there's that all right with that great topic today second timer this podcast is getting old not new this is our third second timer riley hope seo freelancer is here to talk to you about individual creators why they always seem to get the short end of the stick first of how's it going it's going good. You know, last time we did this, I was living in upstate New York and now I'm right. in Maryland. So like, I guess oh, my Maryland. goal now is right. just to live all over the East Coast. I lived in I lived in New York. I didn't live in upstate New York. I lived in downstate New York, but I also lived in Maryland. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah Baltimore. Oh. oh, nice. I'm like right outside of Baltimore. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think Baltimore is interesting. I liked it. It was too close to my in-laws, which is the main problem that I had with Baltimore. <laughs> Um, I think we're too close to DC here. Mm. I think that's also, the yeah, not a good thing. Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which would be worse though, your in-laws or DC? I might, I might trade the cesspool that is DC for my in-laws. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, um, DC is just I call it, I call it like the Manhattan of like this area, just because it looks like a fake city. It is a weird place. I think I've probably been there like a handful of times. Yeah. And it always felt like I was like at a on a movie set. Yeah. And not in exactly. an actual place. Yeah. Like everything is just like it's too clean. And then like the laws here are also very like in DC are also very weird. Like you can make a left turn on red here, which I don't think any other like state has. A left has turn that. on red? Yeah. It's not like, a right it, turn. Like, you can make a left turn on red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Another I know. reason why Washington DC is completely <laughs> ass backwards. Yeah, just you know, adding to the list. <laughs> that's crazy. A left turn on red. That's like that's like suicide. Like you're crossing a boulevard, a left turn on red. And in DC, like the roads here are old. Like I grew up in Florida, so when I moved to New York, I had to like relearn how to drive because driving in Florida is like driving on easy mode. Except everybody in Florida is crazy. Sorry if you're in Florida. Um, yeah, yeah, people in New York are not crazy. Oh, true. We're just we're just <laughs> like we're just shitting on the entire East Coast. You want to talk yeah. about Jersey? <laughs> it's funny that you said that because i was literally having a slack conversation with someone the other day and i was like i would have to go to new jersey to do that and like who goes to new jersey like willingly. no one the only time i ever go to new jersey is like for a concert or like a football game yeah exactly. or, or or to get to delaware and the only way i ever go to delaware is to get to maryland yeah like um you know delaware has like more llc's than people or something right yeah it's crazy yeah. <laughs> um yeah. Okay. So individual creators, short end of yeah. stick, not good. 
Yeah. Um, you know, we're seeing it more. I feel like, like, I feel like more stuff about this is going to come to light with the AdWords lawsuit, like knocking on like wood. Um, hopefully, maybe. Um you so call it AdWords because it, it's still AdWords. Uh, is it search ads or Google oh. ads? No, no, it's old like, school. I, I still call it GMB. Screw this GVP crap. Yeah. I like somebody was like talking to me about like acronyms. I was like, they change it every other day. So like now I just know 500, but like they all mean the same thing. It, it's it's redonkulous. Yeah. Um, And like they changed like vehicle listing, uh, like they call them VLAs now or vehicle listing ads. And then now like what used to be called cars for sale is also called vehicle listings. And then like the paid version is vehicle listing ads. So like imagine explaining that to someone who's like not uh, not in the space it's like I'm confused I'm, I'm already confused <laughs> yeah um but you know like we, I feel like we talked about it last time too like there's there's been more resources I think since we've talked last coming to light for like those individual creators but also with the helpful content update something that they keep on saying is authority now I think if you know how to do SEO very well you're very much in the space like we are um, it's easy to reiterate that authority for a small business, but just a small business owner, like they're going to have trouble competing against those corporations, against those bigger businesses that have not only maybe that ad spend, but also can hire out that SEO team. Or like um, we've seen it a lot, like um, with my first job in the photography industry, you know, Pinterest, Wedding Wire, those um, blogs were always ranking above them. And it's like, well, how do we compete? And it's like, you don't, you have to work with those sources. Um, and you have to consider like how people are searching and what people are like looking for when they're searching for those things. And I think that's going to become a bigger part of like the helpful content update and like how individual creators, how freelancers, how small businesses have to like think about SEO. It's such a, I was when we, when you brought up this topic, my immediate thought was the helpful content update, because I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. And something that, you know, um, I've seen quite a bit now is like maps results have changed drastically. So like before, like we talked about, I'm like outside of Baltimore. So I'm like maybe a 20 ish ish miles. So um, going from like maps results when I was looking up, you know, whether it be like restaurants or like nail salons, you know, whatever the typical search may be, I would get results that were in Baltimore and sometimes maybe in, even in DC, if they were like high rated, they had a lot of reviews, things like that. Now, like if I'm not within like 50 feet of it, I'm basically not getting it in my local pack anymore. And you know, it's affecting, it's affecting small businesses. It's affecting service area businesses too. Um, and I think that Google is really gonna have to maybe not undo, but like reevaluate how this update rolled out. A thousand percent. So yeah, I, I wonder what the whole helpful content update thing, because I think what's going to happen is you, if, take chat GPT, you're going to get mm -hmm. an influx of AI content and Google's yeah. going to have to figure out a way to handle it. And I think the way it's going to handle it is by doubling down on the domain. In other words, let's say you're using a, an AI writer to spin up, I don't know, content about, you know, um, how does a bird build a nest? That snippetable content has been done so many times before that you as a writer what are you really going to add to that little snippet of content that an AI writer really couldn't do as long as it's not stealing it and plagiarizing it and it makes sense? So even if people do use AI writers responsibly, which they won't, but let's assume that they do for a second and they're, they're writing, you know, they're using it to spin up like short little paragraphs to answer a question like that. And let's mm -hmm. just say for all this snippetable content around how to build a bird nest, everything is pretty much the same. 
let's make it really simple because all, everyone's using the same AI writer to spin it up. So it's you know a little bit different little modifications. You're going in there, you're modifying it because you're a good responsible web creator and you're modifying. But for the most part, it's the same thing. How does Google choose which one to rank? Because it's exactly. all the same thing, which is already a problem, by the way. And it's like at that point, like when you're not bringing in new information, because, you know, even for like small businesses, I feel like the most common like listicles that we used to see were like top five restaurants, top five of this, top five of that. Like, uh, like there's only so many times that I can read about like, you know, the best bars in New York City. Like, yeah, and, and all, your users. <laughs> all, all Google's doing in those cases, which is what it's going to do with the AI content is if I have 20 of these you know, five best restaurants in, in Washington, mm -hmm. D.C. Yeah. If they're all the same, which they generally give or take yeah. are, then let's look at the quality of the domain. How relevant is the domain overall? How what's the, what's the quality score? And I'm not talking ads, but how what's the quality is a domain level metric. So when Google looks at the quality of the domain and it assesses how relevant it, the query is to the domain, it's a it, it's across that didn't come out right. I have to edit that out. When it, when Google looks at a domain's quality, it's a it's a domain level metric. So yeah. if all the content is the same, relatively speaking, what Google does when it inevitably is going to do is say, okay, let's look at the rest of the site. Mm -hmm. How how strong is the how strong is this site around this topic? How much do we trust this site? How quality is this site? Which means if you're an SMB, you're probably at a disadvantage of a website that's doubling down on a real content strategy, that's doubling down on SEO, that yeah. has the resources to, to create to create all of that context for the search engine. So if mm -hmm. going forward, Google's going to double down on domain level metrics, it's going to have to rely on the context of the website. The more context you build, the better you'll rank, but that's a lot of resources and SMBs don't have them. Right. And, you know, um, not to go back to Wix, but I have been like sending some people to like the Wix SEO hub and I'm like, look there. And then, you know, you still get questions, especially from small business owners. Well, what should my meta, what should my meta title look like? Or what should my SEO title look like? What should my SEO description look like? I'm like, well, would you click on that search result? Like, what are you trying to search for? And, you know, it's also about not having the keyword in like 8,000 times. And in some ways I feel like we're going back to like, 2015 2016 and this timeline may be wrong it's just like when i really started getting into seo we're going back to like panda updates almost like you know are we going to see ai penalties are those ai penalties going to look like panda penalties and you know i know that they keep on saying like you know we're not penalizing sites for this they have to be or they're going to have to at some point because you know just on twitter and probably shouldn't use twitter anymore but like it's just the AI content conversation. It just keeps on happening over and over and over. And it's like, dude, like you don't want to read that. Like who wants to read that? Who is like going to sit there and be like, oh yeah, this like content gathered from like eight different sources is great. Like, but, you know, you do that in like academics, but like, then again, it's a person doing it, um, you know, just, and then like, um, not to harp on AI content too much, but like Google like changed their guidelines on it like three times, yeah. I feel like. So I, like, and they, they never owned up to it either, not to call Google mm -hmm. out, but Google's like, yeah, AI con we're, we're cool with AI content as long as it's helpful to the user. That was not the original guidelines. And I feel I like they've been like, well, this thing's not going anywhere. So we have to acknowledge that it exists, but we don't want to give a penalty. We don't say it's going to be penalized, but we don't want to say we're advocating for it. 
So they kind of become like loosey goosey about how they talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, that's really hurting small, that's really hurting like small businesses and people who don't know better because then they're going to get that penalty and be like, well, I didn't know it was against the rules because Google said, as long as it's helpful to the user and it was helpful to me to put it in chat GPT and get that content back in three seconds. So, you know, at what point does Google have to own up and say like, they not maybe deliberately doing this, but like, you know, at one point, do you have to own up and be like, well, I didn't set strict enough boundaries? It's it's a real mess. And, and I don't blame Google necessarily because they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. We have all those new things happening in the ecosystem. They need to figure out a way to address it because that's a real problem. Mm-hmm. But then there's unintended consequences. I think there are going to be unintended consequences, how that plays out at the SMB level. Because I thought it was going to get better for a while. I thought Google was getting better understanding content, understanding quality, understanding that this website is really niche and really relevant and is really good content. Things like passage ranking, all those kind of things to make the web a little bit more democratized. But now I feel I wonder if we're going to have a step back because Google's going to have to look at the domain and look at all that contextual information. And that's going to put the SMB and like the quality of content they're doing at perhaps a disadvantage. But what's Google supposed to do? They have to figure this out also. I don't have an answer. Maybe you have an answer. Do you have an answer? Uh, I wish. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, and it like, you know, it goes back to like talking about domain level metrics again. And then, you know, how long until we get like somebody making up a correlation metric and like, obviously domain authority was like a very helpful metric for some things at the time. It was just like widely misunderstood. I'm also- a big It is not an actual thing that Google uses. When Google, when yeah. we say- that Google looks at the domain. We do not mean domain authority. We mean that Google has said repeatedly, and it's in the helpful content update, that quality is assessed across the domain, which does make sense, by the way, because if you land on a website, you look at one page you got from search, and you want to go to the next article, and it's utter crap, that reflects poorly on Google. Right, yeah. And like with talking about like the quality score, you know, like if you're going into a site and like, I feel like if you're a small business owner or like you're a freelancer or whatever, you know who you want your target audience to be versus like who they actually are just based on, you know, your business, whatever. Um, Like, I think a thing that people don't consider with SEO, especially now, just because like, you know, creating a website is so accessible. I've had websites on and off since I was literally eight years old, like um, you know, anyone can do it nowadays, but, um, you know, like consider your users and like, how, how does your website play into your other roles of traffic? And, you know, that may not mean like you're running like $5,000 on on AdWords, whatever. It can just mean, you know, you have an organic Facebook page that you're making posts to, you have a Google, my business listing, you have a Pinterest account, you have a Twitter account, whatever, you know, that, how does SEO fit into that? And is your site utilize the best for that? That doesn't mean like create like 8,000 Pinterest landing pages. Please don't do that. <laughs> Dash, you're it's a strategy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the only helpful thing that I will say that Google has done is publish that article on doorway pages. That's, right. been, that's been a game changer to just be able to point to it. Be like, please don't. <laughs> What's, what's ironic, though, is that you see Google has tried to put content out there for the average person. Mm-hmm. If they've redone, they, they renamed everything to be a little bit more, less standoffish. They put out a ton of content that speaks directly to, like, say, the average user. There's things insert Like, they're really trying. And I, I don't know what they're going to do because there is a <clears> – <throat> they realize there's a content shortage, like a good content shortage. 
And they realize that sometimes, a lot of times, the person who should be running the content is an SMB. If you have content around whatever it is that SMB is doing, who's the actual expert? I always say, is it some I don't know, mar content marketing agency in Nebraska or is it the mm -hmm. owner of that business? But if Google's not going to incentivize them by giving them the opportunity to rank, then how do they fill this shortage? And if they're going to go big brand or you know big authority because they kind of have to because of the say the AI problem, how do they then saw aren't they in a way shooting themselves in the foot? Because if the whole problem with the AI stuff is lack of quality and you want to improve quality, then the SMB is very much very a person who can fill that quality gap, but you're not giving them any incentive anymore. Right. Yeah. And that's why like um, you know, I feel like all keyword tools are good are good, if not great. You know, some are obviously better than others. But for like SMBs and stuff, I'm like, you know, what questions are your customers coming in and asking you? And like, it doesn't matter that they don't have a search volume to some extent, because then, mm -hmm. you know, you're going after what's known to us as a long tail keyword or, you know, just somebody who is searching for that question, even though it may be just a few people are going to be more likely to come into your business or do business with you and convert, or you're going to make that sale. You're going to get that client. You're going to be able to work with that person. And I feel like that's the best strategy for SMBs just to have that not only unique content, but like, you know, what are people coming in and asking you? And if you're not sure what people are coming in and asking you, you know, just look at what's already on your site or what do you offer? And do you, do you have that listed on your site? You know, if you're a photographer who does 8,000 different um, services, you know, maybe have like some information about each of those services somewhere on your site. Um, and, you know, it's not about, you know, the content length or like whatever, you, whatever SEO metric you were told maybe five or six years ago, <laughs> you know, SEO and search is constantly changing. You know, we're seeing human behavior with that constantly changing and that's going to affect search. Um, you know, like we can't make people search, but what we can do is provide the information for when they are searching. Yeah. And, and generally speaking, what, when that happens, Google does try to adjust. If they see that people, what people want and what they're expecting, what the ecosystem sort of demands out of content, I think a lot of like the zero click stuff is that it's not Google mm -hmm. trying to steal clicks. It's Google realizing people want immediate information, like you're getting your phone in a notification, which I've been like looking for my phone. My kids stole my phone. Um, so there's, there's where my, who knows where it is at this point. <laughs> But when the when people change the way they search, meaning what they're expecting out of information, Google does tend to change. So if you see, if your own with your own business that people are looking for information in new ways, so like lean into that. Yeah, for sure. And also, you know, like you don't have to dive into every like SEO podcast or every SEO guru. <laughs> like half of them, I feel like, are just really good at sales, and then they're not good at SEO, and then they provide bad information, and then That's you know it's like. Other uh and then like you know we have to go back and be like no i'm sorry like your like your site like you shouldn't buy links and it's 2023 like i'm sorry you shouldn't use ai content for the most general piece of content that you can write for you that you can write yourself or contract somebody else <laughs> i i i i i know i'm gonna step in it with this a little bit i'm trying to like look up the site to make sure like i'm not gonna step in it too bad um <laughs> I feel like, you know, you show up on a website and mm -hmm. if this is you, I apologize. And it's just a picture of some dude speaking somewhere and all the services that they offer. Yeah. That's generally about the dude. It's generally not about you and what you're going to get. And you're probably not going to get what you think you need. I'm not saying every time that someone presents it that way, but if you look at the people who are individual consultants, 
mm-hmm. who are really good, like say like Glenn Gabe or uh, Barry Adams or even Alayda, right? Because mm-hmm. I know Alayda does have her speaking thing there. Is that what I mean? Um, you show up, there's a ton of information. It's not just about them. There's information about what you know, what they're do, what they offer, how they think about things, you know, what they're trying to do for you. It's not like information like we've optimized four million websites and have upgraded traffic, you know, by thirty million percent. Like when you see some guy on stage and a whole bunch of stats of how successful they are, run. Exactly, and like you know, it's this isn't an influencer space. We aren't like TikTok influencers. Like I know there are some SEOs trying to be, and that's like a whole other barrel. I don't want to. I'm Gen Z, and I wouldn't do that. So like, if you're, I don't even know what TikTok is. I had to delete it off my phone, but like, you know, um, you know, just we're not social media influencers. We're actual like people here to help you. And I think that's like a big part of like SEO is like, you know, we're not like, yes, we'll invite you to a Zoom meeting, but you know, we're not showing up in suits. I'm in literally a hoodie right now. Um, and we're just I'm wearing you know, a sweater that's probably like 15 years old right now. <laughs> Yeah, you know, part of being an SEO is being a therapist to some extent, I feel like, especially for small business clients, but, you know. Yeah, um, no, for sure. You know, those meetings, like, yeah. Yeah, like your SEO should be there to, like, help you and provide you and your customers the best, like, the best information possible, the best user experience possible. Um, And, you know, stop worrying about how many impressions, how many clicks, how many sessions you're getting. Those Those are good metrics, but, like, you know, if you're... If your site's bland, then your site's bland, and that's the end of the story there. Yeah, yeah, no joke. <laughs> so I'm out of time. I think I'll take my kid somewhere. Yeah. This is literally how this podcast rolls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where can people find you? Um, people can find me at RileyHope.com, or um, if you want to endeavor into my Twitter chaos, um, it's RileyHope13, that's misspelled. So it's R-E-I-L-L-Y, Hope. 13 trying to really make people work for the, for the yeah for the nice exactly. like, it's exclusive <laughs> exactly um yes my profile picture is king of the hill because if you take yourself too seriously what are you going to do with yourself in five years <laughs> same thing you're doing now taking yourself too seriously <laughs> probably anyway thank you so much for sharing that that was a great conversation i felt like that was therapeutic to be honest with you <laughs> So, so sure. thank you. Um, look for the SEO rant, folks, every Thursday, Friday at the SEORant.com. Search about my SoundCloud, every you consume podcast. Raleigh, thank you again. And to everybody else, toodles.